Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Jamie Dupree comes right at you from the Hill in D.C. On the Sean Hannity Show. All right, he's the most connected man in Washington, D.C. He's our good friend, Jamie Dupree. Well, hey, we got... Sean, how are you doing today? Oh, man, you sounded worse. You didn't try my Lipton soup, did you? I, I actually felt like I was feeling better, uh, but uh, no, sorry about sat, that. No, 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 no. Why would you apologize for something you have zero control over, and that is your vocal cords are being attacked by some virus? Exactly. Uh, you know, uh, it was really interesting to watch yesterday. I thought uh, one thing that really struck me last night as the numbers rolled in was the only candidates we heard from yesterday directly were the two winners. It was uh, Ted Cruz and Bernie Sanders. Everybody else uh, stayed away from the TV cameras yesterday, which, of course, different from the way it was maybe four or five weeks ago. Uh, I, I think the big issue today, of course, is is this a turning point, whether it's in the Republican race or the Democratic race? I, I'm still sort of holding off on that. Uh, I know it might be different than a lot of others. I, I do think think obviously it could be more than just a bump in the road for Donald Trump but still if you just look at the numbers ahead he does have the uh, the pathway to get to a, a majority to win the GOP nomination now the issue is will he get there uh, I, I do think that New York is obviously important but it's important in more than just one way not whether or not he can win or that uh, Hillary Clinton can win in two weeks time but also going forward the narrative uh, I, I thought that this morning the the news coverage for Trump was especially negative for him and he needs to find a way to turn that around uh, i thought his statement last night that he put out was especially bitter and defiant in a way that uh, uh that probably netted him even more uh, of a of a negative kind of review on the airwaves simply because when you go around accusing your main opponent of violating federal election law but don't offer anything behind it you know it makes it a little uh it makes it easy to sort of poke holes in things you say if you do that so this is a this is a, a difficult time i think in this race for trump uh, because it is a different time type of race than he had maybe four or five weeks ago. Uh, look, he came off his worst two weeks in terms of press. Uh, I think a question that on the Republican side that that the Trump campaign has got to ask himself, do they have a a course correction of some kind? In other words, you know, I, I think there are certain unforced errors that could could be done away with the Heidi Cruz tweet, for example. I think, you know, that's an unforced error. And it's been interesting because he's, uh, as of this point in time when we're talking, he's only uh, had one tweet in about the last uh, uh, 24 hours or so. So either somebody locked up his phone or he has uh, told himself he needs to stay away from it, which would be a good step, actually, I think, for him. I know that people like watching him and doing that, and it creates a lot of news, but it also sometimes creates news in an unnecessary way. The one way that he gets back on message very easily is to win. Uh, the problem is for him, of course, that there's not an opportunity really to win for him until the 19th. And there's a lot of days between now and then. Ted Cruz, I thought the other thing that was interesting last night, if you look at some of the exit numbers, is that uh, the, the some of the people who supported Governor Kasich obviously went over to Cruz and voted strategically. It's not maybe that they support Cruz. It's they decided that Kasich was not going to win last night. And so they went over to him. Now, that raises two interesting things. Can Cruz repeat that? In New York, can you repeat that in Maryland, Pennsylvania and Delaware and other states? Or do those people ship back over to Governor Kasich? Or is he really on, on the down, uh, uh, you know, sort of the downslide well, here? The, the latest polls that we have, we really only have polls out of Pennsylvania and California. Uh, and if you look at the real clear politics average, you know, Trump is what, plus 12 in Pennsylvania, plus eight in California. And these polls were taken after the, the Heidi Cruz tweet, after the, the Matthews abortion comment. So it doesn't seem to have impacted him there. I think from from Trump's point of view, 
Cruz has got to be happy, but he's also he sh- he should be concerned in one sense. Uh, concern number one that he's going into New York, uh, where Trump is very popular. I-, I think it would be a good bet that he can get the fifty percent to get all ninety five delegates. Good chance. No, no, that's that's not the way it works. Um, in in New York, if you there's two different sets of delegates here. This is New York is like Texas uh, was for Cruz congressional there's, district. I got it. There's fourteen delegates for the statewide results. If you get over fifty, you win them all. If you don't get over fifty, then it's a proportional thing, and then it's the twenty seven individual districts with three each. But the difference is, if you don't go over fifty in the individual district, then it's allocated two to the winner and one to the second. Second place finisher. Mm-hmm. So you're it's not as easy. Yes, you could say if he gets over 50, but he's got to get over 50, 28 different uh, times in New York to do that. And if you go back and look at Cruz, for example, uh, he was not able to do that in Texas, but still came away with a lot of delegates. So getting 95 sweeping them is a little more difficult than saying it's winner take all. So, yes, I, I think yes, the Trump odds are to he's going to get a very significant portion of New York delegates. I don't even think that's in dispute. I'm not even sure if, if Kasich and Cruz will, will even spend their time competing in New York, in my opinion. Well, they Kasich might be... is there for the next uh, four days, at least the rest of the week into the weekend. So he's yeah. making, you know, I would think that it would be better for him to go to other states as well. But uh, he's decided that he's going to at least put in four or five days to the weekend in New York. Now, Cruz, uh, I, I think that he, he certainly should feel like he can gather some momentum right now and he can put together some of that opposition to rally that never Trump opposition to him. The issue, though, is uh, is it going to be a wasted effort because of the the inherent advantage that Trump would have in New York? That's you know, we don't know the answer to that. The right only now. thing they might be able to do is target individual congressional districts if they think that they got an opportunity. Maybe in the case of Kasich, he might go to a Democratic district and and hope that uh, that he could do well there or, you know, an area of the state which is more liberal than, say, the rest of the state. But I'll be honest. I mean, we'll see what the crowd is in about less than three hours, about six hours, about three, two hours and 45 minutes is a big rally in Bethpage out in Long Island that Trump yep. is having. Uh, I think Trump's going to spend time in the state. I think he's going to try and get every district. Oh, <coughs> excuse me. And every delegate. Excuse well, me. and he needs them right now. It's right. obvious like that. I mean, he needs every single delegate Absolutely. he can get his hands on at this point in time, puts him one closer Especially to winning Especially because Cruz has done a better job of sweeping up delegates in Colorado, North Dakota, and places where nobody's paying any attention. And we'll see more of that over the next uh, two weeks as well, which will, uh, you know, I'm sure Cruz will be more than pleased to notify everybody of, of any unpledged delegates that he brings in, too. Uh, again, the, the the narrowness, though, of the path for Trump is the one thing he has to win. Uh, I think it's about 60 percent of the remaining delegates in order to get to the majority. So he can definitely still do that. But there's also the opportunity still for the open convention. And it would seem right now that uh, I don't want to say we're going to that, but the, the, the chances are much better than they were a few weeks ago. Better than they were yesterday, for sure. Yep. No doubt about it. It's... Yeah, yesterday, the way it sorted out was 36 for Cruz and six for Trump. Uh, as Trump was able to win in two of the districts uh, while while Cruz won the rest. And again, the way the delegates are, are divvied up in New York should go to Trump's advantage. But you can also uh, read them that if he does not get to that 50 percent of the vote, then there will be some that will go to others uh, just because. As you look down the calendar, I mean, after New York, then you've got Connecticut, Rhode Island, Delaware, Maryland and Pennsylvania. Uh, Pennsylvania is the only one of the five that we have polls out of. Uh, that seems to me to be more of a, a Trump oriented state. 
Yeah, uh, but, but Pennsylvania, we'll have, you, have you read about the delegates yeah, there? Yeah, I know. It's, it's a bizarre it's scene. Most you bizarre get 17 to win, but then the delegates themselves, the names of the delegates are on the ballot statewide right. in, in by individual districts. But there's no parentheses that says then Trump or Cruz. You have to know who you're voting for. Yep. If and, and you could actually just, oh, I'll vote for that person, and, and that person might be a delegate for the, the other guy. So that's, that's an oddity, and most of those delegates remain unpledged officially. Delaware is winner-take-all. There's not many there. Maryland uh, has both statewide and district uh, delegates, as does Connecticut. Rhode Island is straight proportional. So I would think most of the attention would be on Connecticut, a little on Delaware if you're in Pennsylvania, and then on Maryland as well. The governor of Maryland, I think, is in an interesting spot because he had been a supporter of Chris Christie, and now Governor Hogan, if he wants to, can get involved. He's very popular right now, and if he wanted to really drive uh, people to one candidate or the other, uh, I think a lot of Republicans would be looking for what he wants to do. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's really a crazy time, isn't it? Uh, I wonder if this uh, process, especially on the Republican side, was designed to have 17 candidates. In other words, you got a lot of these people are going to end up taking, a, you know, in the case of Marco Rubio, 175 delegates away. But well, that, those delegates could be, you know, what puts either Cruz or Trump over the top. Yep. That's um, why it's like Kasich. You like become Kasich, a kingmaker. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. It, I mean, listen, Kasich is still in fourth behind Rubio overall in the delegates. And and people always ask, well, why are they holding on to their delegates? Why don't they give them up? Uh, because they could be a dealmaker. They could be a kingmaker at a convention. They could play a very important role. And and, and that's why, you know, it'll be uh, on a number of levels where the, the candidates, whether it's Cruz or Trump, are able to go and find extra support is very important. And again, I want to stress, too, you know, we've discussed a number of times the idea of the establishment coming in at the last minute and trying to get one of their candidates. Remember, we are on on really on on course here for probably about three quarters of the delegates to be either Trump or Cruz type delegates. So the only way that somebody like, say, a Mitt Romney or a Paul Ryan could get nominated is if the Trump and the Cruz delegates agree to do that. And I don't think that's probably going to happen. The one thing you got to watch for is whether or not Cruz and Trump, when we get to the rulemaking remember we talk a lot about rule 40 we talk about the you know eight state majority needed to be recommended on the on the floor i have the rule here in front of me i was reading it early in the program today and uh, paragraph b that you know uh the delegates from each uh, each candidate for nomination of president vice president shall demonstrate the support of a majority of delegates from each of eight or more states severally prior to the presentation so on and so forth now what a lot of people say, well, that doesn't necessarily mean on the second or third ballot that that's applicable. I don't read it that way, nor do other people read it that they way. They could alter the rules if they and, wanted to. Yeah, and I was going to say, and before this even happens, that 2012 rule is going to probably be changed. That lock will lock out everybody but Cruz and Trump. Or they could change it during the, the whole process. I mean, you know, you could even imagine a scenario where neither Trump nor Cruz could get to a majority and everybody would look at each other and say, well, we got to allow other names in. Again, a total a hypothetical. But, uh, but, but I would assume I, because the delegates are going to be chosen by and the rules will be made by people like Trump and Cruz, right? Uh, well, they would certainly have their people, each state, along with naming delegates and electing delegates, also elects delegates to go on the rules committee. 
I don't remember how, I think it's two from each state, if I remember correctly. And so what is usually sort of not paid much attention to instead becomes a very big focal point for this in deciding exactly what should be altered and what should remain the same. So, yeah, that's why, uh, you know, we always talk about the convention begins on a Monday. But in this case, the Rules Committee will be meet before that and put together their little package of rules. And that could be extraordinarily important in, dep- in you know deciding get which way the convention if, goes. If, I just got a note. Remember Inger Barks, my friend uh, out in Bakersfield, California, wrote me. You know, seriously, people are sick of this party crap. They're overtaxed. They're out of work. And he, she writes, you and Newt were acknowledging that. And she's so right. I mean, when, when for example, 60% of exit poll voters last night on the Republican side said the person with the most delegates, the most votes, should get the nomination regardless if they get to 1237. The only people that are opposed to that, 60% of Cruz voters said, no, 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 you got to get 1237. So it's going to be interesting as this infighting goes on. There's going to be so many factions battling and wanting to kill each other. The only good news is that on the Democratic side, it's even probably worse because if you take away the super delegates, you know, Clinton's got 1279, Sanders has 1027. She's up 202, but she is up 469 at 31 in superdelegates. No, and in New York, I think, becomes extraordinarily important in that race in a narrative sense, because if Bernie Sanders can win there on the 19th, Sean, I think that he sweeps away that aura of inevitability for Hillary Clinton. Uh, he might not be able to catch her in the numbers, but certainly if he can defeat her in her home state, I think it would be a big, big setback for but her. If she, if she loses her home state, I mean, they're going to bring in everybody to make sure that does not happen. But if it does, uh, I think it's it's really, really bad for her. I think she could lose her home state to Donald Trump. You want to know the truth? I know polls don't show that yet. I think if he was the nominee, I don't know. I think Cruz could compete in a state like Michigan or a state like Wisconsin. You know, I, if the Republicans need to reconfigure the map one way or the other. All right, uh, I got to roll. Oh, see you, Sean. All right, buddy. Feel better. Oh, by the way, try Lipton noodle soup. Did you listen to me yesterday? No, I you certainly didn't. did. I wrote it down. Yes. You wrote it Wrote it down doesn't mean you did it. <laughs> I'll see What, do I have buddy. to go to your house and cook it for you and feed you by a spoon <laughs> or something? I hope not. I hope not. All right, feel better. 800. Why are you laughing at me? What's a, what, What's with the, the nasty face? What, what's with that? Maybe you could let him get off the air instead of talking to him more about the soup. Talking to him more about the soup? Let, Let him get some rest with a my pillow. Put the effervescent one on. Let's see if she 